0: Hello, hello again, and welcome to Celebrating 60 Something. It's a great day here where I am, sunny and bright, the temperature's perfect, and I've had a great morning, and I hope you have as well. I thought I'd start out this morning by answering a couple of questions. Actually, just one question from a couple of people. I was asked why did I decide to do a podcast? And I think I might have answered that in another episode, I'm not sure, but I'll tell you, the short answer is just for fun. I just thought it would be fun to not only do a podcast but to learn all about it. So I have. I've learned a lot of stuff about podcasting. I've learned about sound equipment, microphones, recordings, editing, and it's been so much fun and I've met some fun people. So it's been a good experience for me and if it stops being fun, I'll stop doing the podcast. So that's my answer. I just Thought I'd give it a try. It may last a week or two, a month or two, may last longer than that. We'll see. Anyway, to start off with today, I would just like to begin by saying raising children brought me so much joy in life. It really gave a lot of meaning to everything I did, and it was probably the best thing I ever did, having children and being a mother. But in all honesty, it also brought a lot of guilt, guilt by the boatloads. It's impossible to raise another human being without routinely messing it up in monumental ways, even when we're trying. Now, I know I'm not the only one who feels guilty about the job they did of raising their children. I know there are some mothers who did everything practically perfect in every way, but that wasn't me, and I'm hoping it wasn't you, because if it was, you have no reason to come on my guilt trip with me today. How many of you feel that some of your adult children's problems are at least partly your fault? I do. For example, we insisted that our children attend church with us on Sundays. Now some of them don't go to church at all. I now know that there was a better way to do that, but then I thought I was doing the right thing. I'll bet many of you, if not most, feel that you should have done this better or that better. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm inviting you to come on a guilt trip with me today, and I am qualified to be your tour guide. Don't you hate it when someone tells you they're qualified to do something or to speak about a particular topic, but they've never actually been in the trenches like you have? For example, when a famous person, let's just say a movie star, puts out a book on how to parent, are they really qualified on parenting when they have a day and a night nanny to take care of the baby so they can get their sleep? A maid to clean up the never-ending messes having children creates? a gardener and a pool boy to take care of the outside so they can relax by the pool, while the nanny takes the children to toddler gymnastics, storybook hour, and preschool. I want to hear about the mother of the three-year-old who nearly burned the house down because he shoved all the laundry into the pilot light of the water heater with his dad's fishing pole no less. Yep, that's me, and that was my son Aaron. I am super qualified to be your guilt trip tour guide because I was the real deal. I am the mother of five grown adult children, but they were not always grown, and my skills as their mother have brought me loads of guilt. So to tell you some of my qualifications in being your tour guide today, I uh, left a son at the public swimming pool and didn't miss him for 30 minutes. I didn't give my children allowances. I'm guilty of sitting them in front of cartoons on a Saturday morning so I could sleep in a little longer. I cheated on Candyland so I could finish the game sooner. I skipped pages when I read to them. I allowed them to watch a fun clown movie they borrowed from a friend, which turned out to be Stephen King's horror movie, It. I was guilty of hiding treats from my kids so I didn't have to share. I remade their beds after they went to school. I hated to play Barbies with my daughters. I mean, would get the house all set up and would change their clothes, and then there was nothing else to do. I moved our oldest to three different schools during his first grade year. I moved both a son and a daughter their senior year of high school. I had the neighbor come by and bring me my 18-month-old daughter who he found standing in the middle of the street and who I didn't even know was missing. I'm guilty of saying, we'll see, even when I knew the answer to whatever question it was would eventually be no. I am guilty of yelling at my kids. Turn it up. Turn that down. Come in now. Play outside. Put it there. Leave that here. Pick that up. Put that down. Get in the bathtub. Get out of the bathtub, get your clothes on, put your pajamas on, answer the door, shut the door, stop fighting, don't make me come in there, get this room cleaned now. You're grounded. I said no. And my favorite one of all, I'm the mother, that's why. Now some of you are thinking, oh please, amateur, I wish that was all I had to feel guilty about. Well, I know how you feel, ladies. You are the mothers who need confirmation that you're not a horrible parent in spite of some of the choices your children have made. So just in case you still doubt my qualifications, I want you to know as a mother that I have also dealt with everything from drug abuse to depression to teenage pregnancies. I think I'm qualified to be your tour guide. Today, I have five wonderful grown adult children who I love more than words can tell and who, surprisingly enough... (laughs) And in spite of my many, many mistakes in raising them, love me too. I also have 16 adorable grandchildren who are much easier to grandmother than my children ever were to mother. And dare I say, I love watching my children parent their children. It does my heart good. The guilt actually started when I was pregnant with my first child. I dreamed he was small enough to fit into my hand and he was cold. So I put him in a pan of water on the stove to warm him up. I looked over and the water was boiling. I woke up feeling like I was going to be the worst mother in the world, and the guilt began. Now, years later, sitting on the far side of mothering, being a grandmother, I'm still asking questions in retrospect. I think, should we not have moved until she finished high school? Did we do the right thing in insisting that they attend church? Should I have kept him back in kindergarten? Should we have let her quit piano lessons? Should we have made her take piano lessons? Did we neglect him because he was the good boy in the middle who didn't demand a lot of attention? Were we too inconsistent, tough, lenient, demanding, critical? And the list goes on and on. Guilt as a mother is the consequence of having wanted to be a good mother to your children. In short, we wanted their lives to be all the things we loved about our childhood and none of the things we didn't like. And as their mothers, we felt it was our job to make sure those things happened. But when we fell short, as we all inevitably do, because motherhood will never be perfect, we felt guilty. Let me give you an example. When my children were young and I was trying to get all five of them out the door to school, that's when the guilt really began. While I was brushing one daughter's hair into a ponytail, I would be yelling for my son to remember what he had done the night before so he could backtrack his steps and find his shoes. Another son would be waving a paper at me telling me it had to be signed today because he was the only one in the class who hadn't turned it in yet. Another son would have already left with his friends with no lunch money again and my daughter would be crying because she wanted to wear her purple flowered shorts today and they were in the laundry. Try as I might, mornings were chaotic and hectic and I always seemed to be about 15 minutes behind where I needed to be. Now, in my defense, my husband traveled and so I was doing this alone. Bless all the single mothers in the world out there. Anyway, I would end up finding my son's shoes for him, signing the paper after I finished the ponytail, and then end up driving my son to school because by now he had missed the bus. As long as I was there, I'd drop off my other son's lunch money, then I'd go home and do laundry so my daughter would have her purple shorts for the next day. I tried to do everything and fix everything for my children, and in the process, I taught them to depend on me for everything. When people depend on you for everything, you're always falling short of their expectations and yours, and you feel guilty. But I was trying to be a good mother. My own mother had worked outside the home in a day when almost all mothers were stay-at-home mothers. I came home from half a day of first grade and had the lady next door unbutton my dress for me so I could change out of my clothes. I would eat whatever my mother had left for me in the fridge and then wait for my sister, who was in the second grade, to come home around 3 o'clock that afternoon. Our dad would walk in the door at 5 at night and our mother about 6 o'clock. Summers, we were alone all day. No one brought me lunch money if I forgot. If I hadn't had the note signed by the time I was leaving for school, it waited another day. Laundry was done on Saturdays. Because I didn't have an especially wonderful childhood, I swore my own children would. They would always have what they needed, no matter what the sacrifice to me. I would be there for them, and they would never have to walk a mile to school alone because they missed the bus. My thinking was flawed, but my intentions were good. And therein lies my escape from guilt. My intentions were good. My heart was in the right place. I was trying to be a good mother by giving my children all the things I never had. I did my best with what I knew at the time, after all. No matter what kind of a mother you were, a helicopter mother hovering over your children, rescuing them from consequences and preventing them from becoming independent, a fun mother who wanted to be a friend to her children, wanted them to be happy and have fun memories, but didn't teach them responsibility and work, the authoritarian mother who thought all children need discipline and direction, but who never played and enjoyed her children, whatever kind of mother you were, If you did the best you could with the information you had at the time, you were a good mother. So stop feeling guilty. There in the bottom of your guilt trip packed luggage is a nicely pressed and folded piece of imperfection that looks really good on you, as long as you wear it with a strand of good intentions. There comes a time in every son or daughter's life when they need to stand on their own feet. They can either choose to live what they were taught, recognizing how what they were taught either served them well or not, or they can choose a different way of life. It's their life to live. Because we could only bring to the table what we had learned ourselves, it also isn't fair to compare ourselves to other mothers. I can almost guarantee all the other mothers feel guilt too, and there's no such thing as the perfect mother. It isn't fair to you to compare your everyday self to someone's best foot-forward self, which is what you are going to see. Now, a lot of us measure our success as mothers by what our children do, how they behave, the choices they make, and the way they turned out. Fathers don't do this as much. They're much better at saying, well, if that's the way he wants to live his life, it's up to him. We women can't do that. No, we want to fix it, fix everything for that matter. And when we can't, we feel that we have failed, which makes us feel guilty. Don't compare yourself to other mothers and don't compare your children to other children. And don't compare yourself or your children to some ridiculously high standard you have stuck in your head somewhere. Reach inside your guilt trip luggage and there, tucked in the corner, is a rolled up pair of comparisons. Yourself to the perfect mother, your child to the perfect child, or you and your child to some outrageously high standard. Take out those comparisons and replace them with two separate things. Responsibility and self-esteem. If you taught your children to be responsible, and through that, they acquired good self-esteem, who cares what the other mothers did? Being a mother was and is hard work, and all mothers, whether they stayed at home or worked outside the home, worked hard. Sometimes mothers who stayed home felt they had something to prove because they chose to postpone a career to stay home with their children, and sometimes they can come across a little self-righteous. Mothers who worked outside the home, either by choice or circumstance, sometimes felt they had to prove their dedication to their children and could come across a little condescending. They occasionally felt guilty that they sometimes had to miss or relate to school productions, dance recitals, or t-ball games. If you worked outside the home, it was a real balancing act to be able to get it all in and keep it all organized and shift gears from one job to the next. If you were a stay-at-home mom, It could be a real juggling act to try and squeeze in a little time for yourself and feel you had an identity outside of just being somebody's mother. Open that bag again and take out the hat that says, Working Mother or Stay-at-Home Mother, and replace it with a cute little hat that says simply, Mother. It goes with every outfit, looks good on most every woman, and you will look great in it. Laughter is the best medicine for just about everything. If you can laugh at yourself, including the mistakes you made, you won't take yourself too seriously now. There was so much joy to be found in the journey of motherhood. Give yourself permission to laugh at the things that were so hard then. In the big scheme of things, none of that matters. Yes, I'm sorry. I occasionally had meltdowns while pulling dirty dishes and rotting food out from under my boys' beds. But, taking into consideration that it was probably the third straight night my husband had been out of town, I had been in the principal's office earlier that day with one of them, I had laundry up to my eyeballs and a sick daughter, a meltdown probably was the best I could do in the circumstances I was in at the time. And God bless all the single mothers out there like I said, there is a special place in heaven reserved for you. Did I mess some things up? I sure did. And I don't claim to be perfect, not by a long shot. But did I do the best I could? Absolutely. And that is all any of us can do. So now that your suitcase is repacked with all wonderful new items, the next time you take a trip down memory lane, it will be a fun place to visit because you are carrying no guilt. You were and are an amazing mother. So go call up your kids and tell them how much you love being their mother and have a wonderful day. Bye now.